somebody say praise the Lord. I'm glad we serve a great God. I said, I'm glad we serve a great God. And Brother Moses, I appreciate them kind words. He brought me back all the way back to the 1970s when the Lord just reached out. And he found someone among the millions in New York City and said, I want to redeem that young man. I appreciate what the Lord has done for me and everyone that has been involved in helping me because I know I didn't get here by myself. I want to thank God for our board of directors that are present at this time, our president and the other gentlemen that are here with them. I thank God for Pastor Adam Lopez, who's been a friend and invited me to come again. Praise the Lord. And the committee for this end time restoration. I really love you a lot, a lot. You don't know how much this means to me. Praise the Lord. And thank God for the, some of the members. We brought 15 members from the church with us. Praise the Lord. And my wife. Praise the Lord. And those that came out. We came here to praise the Lord. We came here to praise the Lord. That's all we're going to do. I'm not going to let nothing and no one stop me from praising God. I know that if I can get something here, I can bring it back home. Amen. Praise the Lord. I really appreciate all of you. If you can open your Bibles with me to Psalms 19, verse 14. It's amazing how you can get people to come out to an activity like this, 10 o'clock in the morning. My Lord, your, your boss at the job, your employer has a hard time getting you on there at 10 o'clock in the morning when you're supposed to be there at 8 o'clock. Praise the Lord. Huh? Praise the Lord. And then, and then uh, well, let's not get into that. Praise the Lord. We love the Lord. We really love the Lord. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Would you raise your hands and with a loud voice pray for me and pray for someone next to you, Lord Jesus, right now. We thank you, God in heaven, for your love, your mercy, and kindness. We can't do nothing without you, Jesus, so I ask you, Lord God, to do everything for me. Help me, Lord God, this moment, Lord Jesus, as I trust one time, once again, upon you, Lord. Bless me, Lord God. Bless me and use me, Lord God, to be an inspiration and an encouragement to someone here today. I ask this in your precious and mighty name, Lord God. I rebuke doubt. I rebuke failure. I rebuke everything, Lord God, that would come against your people, Lord God. But let us be refreshed and let us be, Lord God, blessed today, Lord God, through your holy power in the name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated title this short message are you redeemable are you redeemable praise the Lord we're living in a time that people are taking a second look at things praise the Lord they see you and they take another look let's see who he really is let's see who she really is and 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 this today I would like to speak to somebody here praise God that that is just going through all kinds of things praise the Lord and and someone that you feel that you're you're, you're not worthy praise God of what God has done for you and then I'm going to speak to somebody else that that maybe feels that I I, I, I just need to get a little closer somehow some way I lost my way in this thing praise God and I want to encourage somebody here today uh, praise the Lord somebody 
We go to a store to buy something and the first thing we do is make sure that no one has used it. Amen? You, 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 you know, you buy our stereo system in the store and the first thing you do is look at the box and make sure it has all the company seals on it, uh, the tape, because uh, you don't really want to buy something somebody else uh, already opened up uh, and maybe took a little wire out of the battery because it seems like every time you get something that's already been opened, uh, somebody took something out of it. Somebody say praise the Lord. And we want to get something that hasn't really been used. Uh, and, and, and the worst thing to do is to have to come back and return something. They gave you, you bought a pair of shoes and it just so happened that you just tried one on and, and when you get home and you put them on for the day and, and you realize that they gave you a six and a four. And you got to go all the way back to the mall or wherever you bought the shoes and, and return it. Uh, we really don't like to return things sometimes. Praise the Lord somebody. Amen. Then there's a time that because of the need you have to get something that's already been used. Not everybody could afford a new car. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we have to get something that's been used, uh, like a trailer or a house. Uh, uh, and the situation uh, uh, that comes around our life sometimes just makes us have to get something like that. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Praise Amen. But when we get something used, we, we try to make sure that it's worth it. Praise God. If it's a car, we, we kick the tires, you know, and we open up the engine and we tell the, 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 our son, uh, just rev up the engine and just let's make sure this thing is it's worth buying somebody say praise the lord amen uh, and, and and i think about a couple of years back i told you about an old station wagon that was parked next to my car praise the lord and and i laughed at that station wagon i thought it was a real piece of junk uh, i thought it wasn't something rich. matter of fact i i told the management i said they should move that thing next out of next to me the windows were all all glazed up and uh, they had a fr uh, a snow tire in the front uh, it was like this and the other tires were empty and it was rusty and, and i said get that junk out of here but to make a long story short with that one uh, I, I was amazed one day when there was a Man just looking at the car, and, and, and I thought they were going to tow the thing away, and I thought he was bowing, I thought he was, he was like this, uh, I thought he was laughing, uh, laughter because it was a junk, you know, but when I realized, uh, uh, and I asked him, ain't that something that they have this car in, in this lot? He said, what do you mean? I just bought this car. <laughs> this ain't no junk. I purchased this car. I can use this car, he said. I can fix it. Uh, and, and he did fix the car. And, and you should have seen the car. It looked really nice. Uh, and, he, and I told you about this. He put some eagles on the things. Praise God. You see, sometimes we lose out on getting blessed because uh, 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 of the situation of people around us. We lose out. I had a brother one time that he would count every time I would take my glasses off and put them back on. At the end of a three-day revival, that's all he got. You know what, brother? You took off your glasses 62 times. And put them back on. And I say to myself, my Lord, we got people in the church that all they do is just look at how you are, what you look like, how tall or short, what you got on, how you sing, where you stand at, where you sit at. Somebody say praise the Lord. Some people go as far as to ask you how much you paid for that. It's really none of their business, but, but they ask, oh, come on, don't leave me alone now, praise the Lord. But they really, they go ahead and ask you anyway. 
62 times. Come on, man. That's all you got? He said, yeah. And I, I said, but why, why don't you get your eyes off of me and put them on the Redeemer? Everybody else was shouting. Everybody else was dancing. And he couldn't get blessed. Because he was looking at me. You're not supposed to look at me or any other man. You're supposed to look at God. God is the Redeemer. Praise the Lord, somebody. Somebody shout hallelujah. We are the redeemed and he's the redeemer. I said we are the redeemed and he is the redeemer. Praise the Lord. I don't know how as to money value my life was when Jesus found me in the streets of East Harlem. I don't know. I don't think there was any. I, don't, I wasn't worth nothing. There was, you would look at me and say forget it. I was all messed up. I had nothing to offer God. I didn't know how to pray. Didn't know how to fast. Didn't know how to sing. And I still don't. Didn't know how to shout. I didn't know how to praise. I didn't know how to preach. I was dirty. I was confused. I was troubled. A psychologist looked at me one time and said, you're a trouble kid. I don't know where to place you at. I couldn't be trusted. I was hanging out with the wrong crew. But somehow... The Redeemer didn't look at the outside. I said somehow. He didn't look at the outside. There's some people in churches today. There's some people in churches today that say. Man if we can get that one in our choir. Woo, we'll have a choir. If we can get that musician, my goodness, oh my Lord. If we can get someone like that, she'll look real good in front of our office. Oh, you ain't hearing me right now. If we can get someone like that that can preach the word, our young people will get on fire. But I'm so glad that when God found me, he just seen a little hustler in the street. He seen a boy from Spanish Harlem, hallelujah. And he said, ah, I see someone that I can use. I see someone that I can change. I see someone that I can bless. I'm glad that when he, when he found me, he didn't promise me anything but salvation. Are you hearing me? Because we got people today putting conditions on God. If you save me, you also have to give me this. And you have to take me around here. And you got to make me a preacher. And maybe an elder. And maybe a bishop. Hello? We got people today that they put conditions on God. And that's how come God has them sitting down in the church. When I came to the Lord, I said, God, I didn't even know how to pray. I know nothing. I was just a mess. And I'm telling you, I was a mess. Everybody gave up hope on me, but God. But he seen someone that was redeemable. And, and, and when I came to when I came to the Lord, I said, "Just, just, just make me happy, Jesus. That's all I want. Just make me happy." 
I'm 15 years old, Lord God, and I'm, I've heard so much already. My mother threw herself out the window, Lord God, because of me. Come on, Lord Jesus, I believe I was in the state of Nebraska, Nebraska in the National Youth Redemption Training Center. Owned and operated by the United Pentecostal Church. And they sent me there to get my life right with Brother Albert Dillon. And the Lord, he didn't say, I'm going to make you a preacher. I didn't want to preach. I didn't want, I know nothing about that. All I wanted to do was just be happy. When you come to church, dear friend, just come to church so that God can make you happy. Come to church so that God can just bless you. Picked me up from the gutters and gave me joy. Praise the Lord. From the gutter. And I mean the gutter. Praise God. But the Redeemer shed his blood for sinners. He shed his blood just for me. Praise God. When I went into that church uh, there in 100th Street and Lexington Avenue and I bowed down my knees for the first time, uh, I know what I was doing. I've never, never bowed my knees to nobody or nothing, praise God. But there was so much love in that little building with about maybe 10, 15 people in there. I just felt love, glory to God. Listen, my dear brother, sister, I don't know who you are. You're thinking maybe because my church is not big, uh, no one feels God in this place. Uh-uh, hallelujah. I met the Lord or he met my somehow he loved me praise God in a little tiny church it wasn't all together but he loved me right there he gave me the joy that I needed right there he died for a lost world a world that lost its way you see God tries sheep's blood and he tried other kind of, other animals kind of blood uh, to make an atonement with his people yet all of that failed he gave them food uh, he took it away somehow to try to reach his people he allowed them to go through hard times uh, and that failed uh, he used prophets uh, he shook mountains uh, he caused floods uh, he split seas uh, he sent fire from heaven he even used Abraham's son at testing ground then instead of using his own creation because he knew his, his creation couldn't bring salvation he said I will go and be the redeemer I will go down myself and be the redeemer not going to send anybody else he said if I be lifted up I'll draw all 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 all, all men unto me I'll draw the poor I'll draw the broken, I'll draw the junkie, I'll draw the gangbanger, I'll draw the doctors, I'll draw the lawyers, I'll draw the educated, I'll draw the uneducated, I'll draw the sick and the dying, I'll draw those that are homeless, those with a nice home, and those that without a home. Somebody shout hallelujah. He has rescuing powers. He can rescue anybody here no matter what you're going through. You're thinking about suicide? Let me tell you about a redeemer. He'll pick you up and turn you around and plant your feet on solid ground. That's what he'll do. I said he'll pick you up, turn you around, plant your feet on a solid ground. Somebody shout hallelujah. The other day, in New York City, this man came by. He had around six shopping carts in front of him. 
and two bags, garbage bags, full of bottles next to each car. And he was pushing it like a little train. I said, look at this, a, hand, um, a man-made subway here, a little subway above ground. And when people get next to it, he would like, get away. And I, you know, I was thinking about this redeeming thing. So I went up to him and I said, uh, excuse me, um, all these bottles, what you he says, are you looking at trying to take my, my bottles? I said, no, 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 no. I said, just want to ask you a question. Are all these bottles good? He says, every single one that's in these bags and these carts are good. I said, how do you know? He says, because there's a little thing that says that it's refundable. There's a deposit given. It can be redeemed at a redemption center. I said, so every bottle you find, you can, he says, no. There are some bottles you can't use. He says, in the beginning when I started this business, he called it a business. He said, I, I, I would take all kinds of bottles trying to, trying to sneak them in there. I would put them in the, in the packs, you know, a whole bunch of cans. And, and maybe I can get that extra nickel or two, you know, because, uh, you know, they wouldn't catch it. Uh, but somehow, the machine will pick it up and spit it out. I said, so you can't use anything. He says, I can, he said, I can refund, get a refund from anything. I said, oh, I said, you can't get one from one that's been smashed on a highway about a thousand times by a car. He says, if they can read the thing that says five cents refundable. He says, I get five cents no matter how smashed that thing is. I said, suppose it's been kicked around when we play kick the can in the city. You know, people, he said, that's okay. Uh, it can be broken, uh, twisted. Uh, it can be half of it. Uh, he said, but as long as it says redeemable, you can get some money back. He said, one time I was digging through a backyard in, 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 here in, in New York, uh, and he says, and I found a whole bunch of cans under a lot of garbage, uh, and I know that it was old, he said, uh, and I thought they weren't going to use it. Uh, he said, but I took it in, uh, and when I took it in, uh, to my amazement, uh, they gave me five cents for each little bottle and can that, that was buried for a long time. I'm speaking to somebody, hallelujah. Are you redeemable? You got to look up and lift up. Look up. This is what the Bible says. Look up. And then when you look up, lift up your head. Some of us been walking down with our heads down for such a long time. I want to remind somebody that Jesus Christ is coming soon. And we're going to hear more about that later on. He's coming soon. It's no time to walk with your head down. Choir from your church. Uh, you might have a small choir. Come on, look up. Lift up your head. And go ahead because your redemption draweth nigh. God is about to come back. God is about to come back. Oh, I feel like shouting just a little bit. I get excited when I talk about the redemption power of God. Hallelujah. I feel like jumping just a little bit when I think about the power of God. Hallelujah. Job said it himself. He, 
with all that Job was going through, he lost everything. You know what I'm talking about? Family. People didn't believe in him. His friends gave up on him. His health. Uh, everything that he had was lost. Uh, yet he said, I know. It didn't make no difference what you knew. Because sometimes this business can get a little lonely, you know. And the brother that used to pray for you doesn't pray for you no more. And the one that believed in you doesn't believe in you no more. But Job said, I know. Not what you know. Not what you've been through. He said, I know that my Redeemer liveth. And I shall see him. My eyes shall behold him. And no one else. Hallelujah. The other day I was speaking to one of the ministers that's with me here from the church. We were in his car. He has a, a 99 Intrepid. Real nice. Cherry red. Beautiful. And you know, that kind of car gets attention. But look at that. And uh, I asked him, do me a favor, drop me off at the mailbox. I need to drop some mail in. And we drove his car. And it just so happened that my son Tito Jr., he was uh, coming from work. And uh, as he was walking, I didn't see him, and I don't think Brother Yabani seen him neither. The next thing you know that he's crossing the street, coming, coming towards us. <laughs> Big street, you know, about 200 you know, feet, you know, a long ways away. And, and I see him crossing, and we roll down the window and, and said, hi, hey, Tito, how you doing? How was work? Uh, it was good. You know, we, we set the, 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 the usual. And he said something, something to me that day in that car, Brother Yabani that I would never forget in my life. See, I thought he crossed the street because he seen the car. And he probably recognized the car. But when he got close to us, he says, Dad, he says, I recognize you by your hand. That, that, was, that was strange to me. A week before that, I hit my nail throwing out the trash with the compactor door. And a little bit black and blue here, I don't know if you can see it. Gonna be looking at my nails after this. So, and he knew that I hurt my hand. So, when he said that, I wasn't thinking. I said to myself, man, how could you see this from far away? I couldn't recognize that. I couldn't understand it right then and there. And, and, and I got to thinking. And as I got to thinking, I said, my Lord, my son didn't see my hand. He said he seen my hands moving. And that's what made him come across the street because he recognized me, not by my face, but by my hands. And I said to myself, my Lord, we need to recognize God even in the little things. He seen my hands and recognized who his daddy was. And that teaches me that my son uh, pays attention to everything that I'm doing. He knows how I look. Uh, he knows how I walk. Uh, he knows how I stand. He knows how I lean. Uh, he knows how I run. Uh, he knows how I jump. My son is paying attention to everything that I do. And we need to be the same way with God. 
Someone said, if I see miracles in the church, I'll go and join that church. Brother, you might not see one right then and there. You might have to wait a couple of months, praise God, or something like that. I don't know. But you got to serve God because who he is. You got to know God because who he is. Somebody say praise the Lord. His redeeming power caused Elijah to say, give me a double portion of it. It caused dry bones to live. It caused Daniel to be delivered from a lion's den. His redemption power went into the fiery furnace. His redemption power caused Lazarus to come out of the tomb. Somebody say praise the Lord. His redeeming power caused a beggar to rise up uh, and not only make him jump better, praise God, for a little silver and gold, but because his redemption power touched him and brought him up, he was excited, glory to God, and he was leaping and jumping for joy. That's the redemption power of God. Our Redeemer, the one that has redeemed us, praise God, that took us out of bondage, uh, the one that brought us uh, to atonement with him, glory to God, that made us one. Uh, he's coming back. Uh, he's coming back. Hallelujah. Because of his redeeming power, there's going to be healing in your church, hallelujah. Because of his redeem, rede redemption, because his redemption draweth nigh somewhere right now in some church or in some jail. Or on a street corner at this moment, someone is giving their life to the Lord. Somewhere in this world. Because redemption draw up night in some hospital, there's a group of apostolic or gospel, Pentecostal people, praise the Lord, just praising the Lord and praying for someone that's sick. And it just so happened God is healing someone in a hospital, in a deathbed with cancer, with leukemia, whatever it is. There's a God healing somewhere because of his redemption power. His redemption power. I did it through my blood. I brought you through my blood. The other day, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to finish. The other day, I was at the supermarket, and uh, a lady jumped right in front of my line. I'm on the express line. A couple of things here in, in the basket. And I'm a, maybe the third or fourth person that she comes out of nowhere and just takes her things, jumps right in front of my line, and throws it in the counter, and just stands there put, put, bringing out money. I was going to say something to her, but thank the Lord, the Holy Ghost spoke to me. I don't like people cutting in front of me. I'm waiting. I walk the same walk. I walk through the same aisles. I'm in the same supermarket. Don't you see a line? What you going to cut in front of me for? But the Holy Ghost said, don't say nothing. Because you're still going to get there. You're still going to get there. I'm speaking to somebody that has an attitude problem. Someone uh, that can't get blessed in their church uh, because you think everybody's getting there before you. Don't worry about it, hallelujah. His redemption power is still strong enough to take you to. You're going to get there. It doesn't matter who got saved first. It doesn't matter who got the Holy Ghost first. It doesn't matter who jumps higher or who runs faster. It doesn't matter who sings better. It doesn't matter, praise God. You're going to get there because of his redemption power. We got to understand that we're in this thing together. 
I said we got to understand that we're in this thing together. We're in this thing together. If you know you're going to make it, you got to help somebody else make it. You got to pray for your brother that's sick and tired, can't make it to church. You got to help restoration come back to their life. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. I was preaching a revival not some time back. During them three days of revival, I couldn't do nothing. And, and, and I told the Lord, you got to help me here because three days and nothing is happening in this place. I couldn't get an amen if I was to pay for it. People were just looking at me like, there was a young man in that same service writing down every single time I said I made a mistake with my, my English or whatever. I speak, you know, I'm like, and he's just right in the front. He had these gold frame glasses with a yellow legal paper just writing down all three days. Nothing happened in that church. Man, I, I said, pick up a chair, anything, man. Do some kind of movement, please. <laughs> nothing happened. No one shouted. Man, when, when, when I got up to preach, people were already looking at their, their, their watches. Everybody ready to, ready to go. Didn't get an amen. Third day, I said, you know what? That's it. That's it. I said, Manos, it's sad that I came to preach here. Three days. One sister before the service, that last day, she said, you know, brother, it's sad. But the reason why they brought you here is because they need to fill in a program. They have their annual two revivals a year, and they need to fill in a program. They don't really even know who you was. You think I wanted to preach after that? I was like, oh, man. So the third day I said, hermanos, and I read a scripture, like a dismissal kind of thing, a psalm. I said, uh, in the name of Jesus, you know, the Lord has just been pressing my heart. I don't got nothing to say here. <laughs> but before I got there, the Lord said he was going to do something. And that's what I couldn't picture. I couldn't figure this thing out. The Lord said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bless that service. And I was the third day getting ready to end. I said, oh, Lord, where, where, was that really you, Lord, telling me that you're going to bless and so, the third, I was, I was getting ready to finish. I closed my Bible. I said, uh, my nose, praise God, it's been great being here. You know, but I, from the Lord, because at that moment, I didn't know what was the Lord's no more. I said, I just want to thank you for just having me here. And I'm going to dismiss with a prayer right now and turn it over to your pastor. And I looked back and he was like this. I don't know what that means. It wasn't one of our churches, and I want to tell you that too. And uh, I was getting ready to say, Lord, somebody uh, back there, hermano, hermano, they have line. I said, oh, Lord. Sister Juan, let me speak back there, sister. I looked. An elderly sister got up. I need to speak right now. I said, oh man, the way they do things here, man. I had it. 
I said, this is going to be the first place I'm going to be sued at. She said, before this service is over, I want to say something. And so I said, what else can go wrong? I said, amen, Amana. Go ahead. Go ahead. She said, this church many years ago was on revival. We had tremendous times in this church. When I was a younger lady, I remember just dancing and shouting everywhere around this church. But I'm about 80 something years old now and I can't dance and I can't jump and I can't run no more. But she says, you poured out your heart these two days to the third day I didn't preach. And you did everything, everything possible to get us to, to do something, to clap or anything. And we didn't do it. But I made up my mind because I just got a few years to live and I know it on months. This might be my last revival, she said, that I attend. And I made up my mind that before this revival is over with, I was going to do something great for God. And I looked at her and I said, what could an 80-something-year-old sister do? Not that they can't do nothing, please. But I said, what is she going to do? She had a cane and she got up. She said she told the Lord that she was going to do something and I know what I need to do. And I, and I said, oh, man. I wanted to hide, you know, like... I was like praying, God, please don't let nobody know me in this place, man. Nobody. This will be a testimony they'll use everywhere. She said, before this service is over with, I told the Lord, and this is what I'm going to do. I can't run, I can't jump, I can't dance, but with this cane and with these two little legs that I got left there, with a little bit of strength that I got left, I'm going to just walk around the whole church. I'm just going to walk around. I can't run, but I'm going to walk around. There's redeeming power in the name of the Lord. I thought, I thought it took her a whole half hour to get to the front. But as she was going that way, one of her former, one of the, the, the members that at one time was young with her on the other side said, Edmana, if, you, if you're going to do it, uh, I'm going to join you too. And then a brother, he was a little bent this way, but he lifted up his head and he said, I'm going to join you too. And before the service was over with, everybody in that church was marching around the church. The altar exploded. The Holy Ghost came down. People started speaking in tongues. Are you redeemable? Are you redeemable? Are you redeemable? Could God come back for you? Could God come back for you? Ah, uh -uh, don't get stuck with your hang-ups. You go to church and give God the best praise you could give Him. 
You give God the best praise you can give him. Somebody shout hallelujah. 